0: Jeffrey Moss, one of my favorite people. I love this guy. You know, I started off these podcasts talking about how much I love everyone. I don't know if I've said love before. I've said love before to you. I do. You're you such was a great. low bar, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, I really appreciate you. You've been in my corner. You've been in a lot of people's corner. We're fraternity brothers from way back when at Indiana University. Uh, we've known each other for years. You've helped me, you've helped me with my career. You've helped me believe in me, Jeffrey. Do you know that? I did not know that. Now you really have. Thank you. It's hard, man. You know, this whole entrepreneurial thing is a lonely, grueling business at times. It really is. And I feel so siloed sometimes. I've worked for myself my whole life. I worked for yeah. my dad for a few years um, in the insurance business when I was starting my career. So starting my job, like career readiness, you know, I have a, I have a different angle on that and you now you jeffrey you went to college you went to iu then you graduated and you you got another degree you decided you wanted more right i i did so i went on and got my mba um
1: where did, did you get log- your mba yeah, yeah i got my mba from penn um that's yeah. was, that's exciting it, it is it, it's it's uh, again longer conversation about to go get a grad degree or not one of the the piece of advice I was, like it depends on the situation. I think if you're trying to get into a new career, if you're looking to up like certain things it makes a ton of sense to go. I think some people go just to get sort of the stamp on the resume. Um, why didn't you go? I went to get the stamp on the resume. I started my career in in private equity and all of the partners at the firm I was at had MBAs and all of the other big firms had MBAs and sort of statement was made that every partner here like, will have an MBA or another grad degree. And right. the world had changed. The world had changed. And I think that concept had sort of broken down. And the reality is I was a finance major when I was in college and I went and got my MBA and it was very much the same. And And I probably didn't take as much advantage of it as I could. I probably should have like, looked to broaden my skills. So shame on me. Like what?
0: Um, like what would you different- have done differently? Because you have such insight. For those who don't know, Jeffrey Moss, he's founder of Parker Dewey, has created a a whole new area for students to develop skills, to practice, to learn, to connect. Micro internships are like they're like it's like uh, it's like well, going on a date. Yeah, you might one of the college students. So these are short
1: term paid professional projects that college students or recent graduates can do, not as a replacement for a summer internship, not as a replacement for a full-time role, but these are 10, 20, 30-hour paid projects that I can do as a way to learn about a different industry or to demonstrate my skills in a certain area or to build relationships. And I'm getting paid for my work, but it's not like driving for DoorDash or Uber, there's nothing wrong with those things, but you're getting these professional resumeable experiences. Um, And as one of the college students described, and it was much less creepy when she did versus a 40-something married guy like you and I, it's like going on a date. That the campus recruiting process for students and employers is essentially pushing people right to get engaged with that Mm -hmm. 10-week summer internship or married with that full-time role. These micro-internships, Let college students look at different industries and different roles and different size companies and and really can figure out what I want to do. Do I want to be in insurance or do I want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to be in marketing? Or I like marketing, but do I want to do marketing analytics or content? Or maybe I have a degree that doesn't sound like a job title. I'm a philosophy major, history major. What opportunities are there for me out in, in the real world? And part of what we're trying to do is help the students explore but also understand that those skills they're developing as a philosophy major, history major, are transferable to the real
0: world. The communication, the problem solving, the ability to craft an argument. Sorry, that was more answer than you wanted. No, I love it. You know, People don't understand what it is, and I think it's really important. And every time I do a video, like a social media post about Parker Dewey, I know that people get really excited because this idea of, I like to call it experience and experiment experience experiment, because there isn't a lot of room to experience and experiment when it comes to our education. And what you do is allow people to get a taste, and you also allow them to connect with people who have deep knowledge and have been in these industries for a long period of time. And the employers who want to engage on a more substantial level have an opportunity, and the students who want to show initiative and curiosity are connected with people who are in really interesting positions who if they're participating and offering micro internships, they're also saying, I care about the student experience, the employee experience, and and we want to create something that's meaningful together.
1: Yeah. By the way, I just, I literally wrote down experience and experiment. I'm going to steal that from you. I, I love it. I mean, that, that captures what we're doing and it's a great line, I think you hit an important point because, yes, I as a busy professional might be posting a micro-internship because I need help getting that project done, something I don't have time to do, something sitting on a to-do list. That's still a great experience for a college student, but to your point, it's a way to show I care. It's a way to build that employer brand for companies. It's a way for me as an Indiana alum, maybe I want to pick an Indiana student as a way to give back. Or I live in Chicago. Maybe I want to pick a student who goes to city colleges of Chicago as a way to support my local community. I'm showing I care in this very authentic, real way,
0: no. but also a way that, that doesn't require a huge lift to be direct. Yeah, it's cool. So any student can sign up. And this conversation today, I mean, it's you are obviously Parker Dewey is is what I think people need to know about Parker Dewey and micro-internships. But really what I want to touch on something bigger because I have been, and sometimes I do this. So let me just finish the thought. If you're a student and you're interested in micro internships, we'll include a link to Parker Dewey in the show notes. And if you are an employer, a partner, I know there's a big initiative, and and Parker Dewey has been doing a ton to help employers to see the value of building meaningful relationships early in this career development process. So we'll include a link to that resource as well. What's what's that resource? That you just put out for the oh, the, the Parker Dewey dot com or are you talking about the uh the survey from last year, the twenty twenty three trends? No, there's the trends, but then there's this other piece that I was looking at. You put out they put out a lot. Their mailing list is great. You get a lot of great data, great information, but it was for the employers that really shows how searching early and developing. Uh, path- uh, yeah. I mean, that's a it's a hot topic right now. Early access and
1: identification. Employers are saying more and more they want to get to know college students earlier. The reality is most college students, by the time they're juniors or seniors, have made up their mind. Right or wrong, they've settled on, I want to be in a certain industry, a certain company. Um, and most recruiting efforts are unfortunately focused at those points. Yeah. Part of our message to employers is, over 77% of college students said they want to begin their career exploration freshman or sophomore year. Here are opportunities to leverage that interest by students to hire better and to also, again, find students that you might otherwise be missing. It's a win-win outcome.
0: Yeah, that's great. And that's been, that's been a big mission. I know when we sat down before you even started the company uh, of just making sure that people from all different backgrounds, all different parts of the world, or at least the, the country in the US. And you, do, you work in Canada too? We do. Yeah. So North America, so that uh, students can have access, employers can have access to a really diverse group of, of students with lots of different talents. So I'm a big fan and uh, I encourage people to check out Parker Dewey and take a deeper dive. But I've been getting these messages, Jeffrey, from concerned parents and students who are juniors and they don't have an internship or they're in a, in a particular major and they see their friends have internships or they have job offers. And then I saw a, a social media post from someone who's like, these employers only recruit at top schools. And and this is why if you aren't rich, you aren't set up to be successful. And, and um, it was like scary about how you can't get jobs. And what I want to do is just, I want to just go to, that student who's a freshman or freshman in college, let's just say, and they want to get a job someday, right? Like, can you give us an overview of just how recruiting works in the most traditional sense? And when, yeah, yeah I, I would say, by the way, all of the comments
1: you sh- you mentioned they're they're not wrong. Again, they're extreme points of view, and it's not. But but some of these some of these comments are correct. There are a lot of employers that only go to their quote-unquote focused schools. They only recruit from certain GPAs and above or certain majors. Fortunately, we're seeing that breakdown. Fortunately, we're seeing, I can't remember the exact metric, but the National Association of Colleges and Employers highlighted the fact it's like only 30% of companies still use GPA when making hiring decisions, which is down from 70-something percent. Again, I can't remember the exact match. Yeah. I would argue it's still too high, but we're starting to see these things breaking down. We're starting to see more companies interested in looking beyond the traditional focus schools. But to your direct question, part of what we believe is that students need to take ownership of their career paths. It is wonderful if they have an incredible career services counselor that's holding their hand every step of the way from freshman year until they graduate with that great job but the reality is most of them don't. And and it's not the fault of the career centers because they're overworked, overburdened. The metrics about number of career center professionals to students is astronomically low. Um, They're being asked to work with huge numbers. So part of what we're trying to do is empower the students to take ownership, give them the tools to explore, give them the resources to start to look at different areas. So yes, most employers are focused on recruiting juniors and seniors. They are looking to hire people for their summer internship for the upcoming summer and for full-time roles thereafter. That is their primary goal. Their primary metrics are tied to that. Their, Their incentives are based upon the fact, am I building that pipeline? Am I hiring? So people who are freshmen and sophomores typically aren't top of mind for the campus recruiters who are focused on those initial metrics. Fortunately, we're seeing more and more companies focused on early identification and early access. They're starting to recognize freshmen and sophomores are going to be those future hires. They're recognizing the freshmen and sophomores are still in this career exploratory phase, but what they're struggling with is what opportunities can I really offer them? And that's one of the things we hear from the companies and the students. Be freshman or sophomore. Again, I encourage you to go to the career fair. I encourage you to talk to alumni. I encourage you to go to all of those info sessions just to learn. The challenge is most of the time, the companies don't have much they can offer you right now. They can have you sign up on the mailing list to get information or stay informed, but how much is that really going to influence your decision? We're working with more companies, helping them understand why they should be offering micro internships. To those freshmen and sophomores, as a way to start to build and nurture that relationship. All
0: right. So, did just, that answer your question, or was I just? Do, it did, and I, And one thing I want to do is, I really want to be solution oriented, and I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, to understand the landscape, to understand the challenges. I mean, for so many listeners, it's okay. Well, you just got into college, or you're going to college, and you know you're not even on the ground living that life but then you got to you have to worry about getting a job you have to worry about the next transition and i want to i want to make sure that that students and parents and supporters wh- whoever's listening that they understand the timeline of like yeah what they should be doing when they should be doing it and we know that micro internships are part so of then, yes yeah. so then I'll, I'll dig very specifically so
1: again Yes, they should, but I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I don't think you need to be looking at it as preparing for my career is a separate path or mutually exclusive with going to classes and doing well. I think there is a lot more overlap than we would think, even for those classes that don't sound like job titles or career readiness. So as a freshman, again, strongly suggest build a resume, build a LinkedIn, at least start to get the framework and foundation without a doubt. Again, there's not going to be much to it. Don't worry about perfection. Just start to do it and you'll start to realize, are there certain areas that you're going to need to fill in over time? Not because you're checking a box, but gosh, I'd really love to have more experience in this area so I can better understand blank. It'll start to give you direction. When you're a freshman, spend a lot of time starting to explore, starting to think about what is it I like? What is it I don't like? And, I, and yeah, it's wonderful if you can talk to your parents, friends, or or alumni, but you have this great network within your school of other students, students who are sophomores, juniors, seniors. I mean, you mentioned before that we are fraternity brothers. When I was a freshman in the house, being able to talk with some of the seniors and learning about what they did in their summer internship last year, I wish I did more of it because it would be incredibly invaluable. But freshman year really is about capturing all that information so you can start to understand what you like. And what you like isn't just about industry or job title. It's understanding in some of the classes. Do I like the class where I'm doing a lot of writing and communication? Or do I like the class where I'm doing a lot of research? Or do I like the class where I'm doing a lot of
0: data analysis? What is it that's jazzing me up? I think it's hugely important. I also know on a practical level, most freshmen are like stuck inside a snow globe with like, you know, it is like a frenzy of emotions and classes are big and and those are great. I think it's really important to plug into what do I like and don't like. And if I don't like something, then I should change and experience and experiment with something else. But when it comes to like the summer, OK, the summer of your first year in college, someone's a lifeguard. They like to go to camp. There's certain things that they have done in the past where maybe they could have a leadership role or they want to work at Jimmy John's, and they want to go into business someday. Like, how important is that summer job and internship? Does it have to be with a company to position yourself? And 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 then when does that start to be important?
1: Yeah, I, I think between freshman and sophomore years, we're seeing more and more students trying to get that professional internship, but it's it's not necessary. Again, if you happen to be able to get one, great. But the reality is most companies aren't offering internships between freshman and sophomore years. Again, there's some early ID programs. If you can get involved in them, great. But there's nothing wrong with being a lifeguard or working at Jimmy John's or any of those things. What I would, again, keep in mind, and it's not mutually exclusive with doing it, is what am I learning from it? What aspects of those roles do I like? Both for things you can in the future put on your resume. Did you lead a team of 25 other counselors in blah, blah? blah. Like there's some things there. Yeah. There's also aspects to the role that'll help you understand. Like, did I like managing a team of other counselors or did I like doing things by myself and and delivering? Like, there's those types of things and and just think about them. So I, I think between freshman and sophomore years, less of a big deal. We are seeing more of the traditional summer internship between sophomore and junior year in a professional way. Again, more and more companies are offering them. There's a lot more of the early access programs where it's not a full summer internship. A company, ABC, is inviting you to a long weekend at their facility at Blank to learn about those things are great
0: if yep. you can do it. Um, sorry. And those... And, and students are aware of those things because of of why. And I know you've been to lots of campuses. You've been to career centers. You work closely with so many of these people whose job it is to prepare students for careers. So where would a, where would a student get this information? When should they go to their career center? Should they ask a certain question?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think going to the career center early is worthwhile, even just to start getting familiar with it. And they have so many tools. Again, some of the tools may feel like more check the box. And do you need to start doing interview prep stuff when you're a freshman? Probably not. Um, but there's other resources tied to more of that career exploration. And that's really what I would focus on during freshman and sophomore year. It's exploration. Don't worry about having the perfect resume, or the perfect LinkedIn, or the perfect interview skills. But think about the exploration. So where do I learn about these various opportunities? Again, career centers have them. Make sure you're on the email list. Actually open the emails. Don't ignore them. Um, go to the career fairs. Go to the info sessions. But also talk to faculty members. Go to your professors. If there's an area you really like, if you really like marketing and you have a marketing professor, even if it's marketing 101, don't be bashful about going to office hours and just getting to know him or her. Because sometimes they have ideas about roles that aren't being published on campus. They happen to know someone that might have a marketing need and they can rope you in or they're getting asked by companies for recommendations. Like building those relationships is really important. It's not just about getting that summer job, but it's a good life skill. It's one of those skills... Harlan, I know you have in spades where you're, you're able to connect with people and you're comfortable building those relationships and doing the outreach, that's a skill that doesn't come overnight. That's something you need to hone and, and
0: students should think about honing that as early as freshman, sophomore year. So I, was, uh, I like to take notes during, during these conversations and uh, in big and bold, it's curiosity. So I think so, sometimes the process of like, what do I do? What's step one? What's step two? What's step three? And what I'm finding, and you can tell me whether or not you agree with this, is if you have a genuine curiosity and a genuine interest, and you talk to someone who has lived that experience or is currently living that experience, and you approach them from a place of curiosity as opposed to, what can you give me? I want to learn more because what you do excites me, and I communicate that, that is like, Wow. Yeah. Intellectual
1: curiosity is one of those super skills that's valuable at any phase of your life. It makes you a better professional. It lets you dig in, but it's got to be authentic. Again, I I get calls from students asking questions just like the ones you mentioned, Harlan, but you know they're reading off a script. They're asking me these things because they know they're supposed to. So it's got to be authentic and I told them. I told them in a, in a viral video. And, and it's good advice. But again, part of one of the things I tell students, like if you're going to reach out to an alum, if you're going to reach out, like what do you actually give a shit about? What do you care about? What do you really want to know that Harlan is uniquely positioned to tell you? Because that's what's going to excite him to talk with you. And it's not going to feel as artificial. And by the way, that's also what's going to help
0: you. Right. It's scary, though. It's scary to talk to these people who are in positions of power and have a lifetime of experience because when you talk to them, you want to look like you know something. But, like, speak to that because so many students are so afraid they want to look smart or capable. I, I 100% agree.
1: It, it's again, and, and we can read through it. I mean, you, you talk to enough people where you know. They're trying to do that. And, and you almost feel bad. Like you want to tell them. And i have actually been bending conversation. I'm like, hey, chill. Like we're just talking. This is risk-free. Like right. tell me what I can actually do to help. What is it I can share with you that will be useful? And since just need to be comfortable with that. Again, it's yeah. the same thing. It's one of those life skills. It's being comfortable when you're in your first job, talking to the boss, asking these questions. Like there's nothing wrong with that.
0: It's a good thing. Think? There was, uh, I don't know if you know Aaron Ezra, um Aaron, he I forget which company. Um oh, I, Aaron's great. I've talked to him a couple times. And um it was actually really interesting. The way that I met Aaron was through LinkedIn. And um, Aaron, I gotta just put I, I'm gonna look up because I I just don't care. These this is just uh Aaron. Oh, he Aaron, I know Aaron, I know you, I know your company, and you're so fun. Uh Plan A Technologies. He's such a good guy. Da- He's a good dude. Um, oh he. I just, I find him interesting and he's, and he's taken a lot of his skills uh, from, I believe he did a lot of improv and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Aaron did. He, he's just, he's an interesting guy. And Aaron uh, had a video or no, he did a LinkedIn post and it said that he was interviewing someone and this, this, this student and they barely hire. It's a very, it's very hard to get a job here. Uh, and they do cutting edge work and, and they're innovators. And anyway, he had this, this, a person who was interviewing his college student and asked a question. And the student said, I don't know the answer, but let me show you how I find answers when I don't know them. And he took his computer out and he went to a resource and he demonstrated to Aaron and the other people who were in this interview, how he found answers. And then he was able to get the answer. And Aaron was like, we hired him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a core scale, problem solving, figuring things out. No, like, yes, 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 yes. It is one of again, when I'm interviewing someone and when we're hiring, that's a key thing, key thing we do. We have this conversation with micro interns all the time. So there's there's a program we're working on right now where to to without getting too much in the weeds, the student um isn't sure how to get it done and, and someone's asking, Well, should we just give them the reason? Like, no. Now, there's a ton of public resources out there. A key life skill is learning how to use those resources to find solutions. And if you can't find the solution, that's okay. At least be able to go, Harlan, I wasn't able to do this. Here's how I approached it. Here's what I found. Can you help me with this? Like, it's okay.
0: Yeah. It's like strength and not knowing. And I think so many students feel like they need to know and When I tell them to go to office hours or encourage them to talk to their professors like I don't even know what to say but if you're in a class that's interesting to you and this is the person who's teaching it how they got there and why they chose to teach this is actually pretty interesting and if they're miserable and they don't want to talk to you then recognize this person was miserable before you showed up well and the neat thing is
1: again versus when you and I were classmates Is there's now this great thing called the internet and LinkedIn, and and it's really easy for the student to see the professor's life outside of the classroom. So Harlan, I know you're teaching the marketing class, but I saw you do consulting for PepsiCo. Like, what was it like working for a big CPG company? What were some like? There's some really thoughtful things, but again, it's got to be authentic. Don't go and ask if you don't give a damn about working in the big CPG company. So a
0: CPG stands. Sorry, for consumer, ice. consumer and package goods. I just want people to know. No, right. I'm sorry about that. No, it's good because you know, but that, but speaking the language and actually understanding, so that when you're in a conversation and you can say CPG, and you're 20 years old, and you're able to speak the language based on reading something or understanding, I think that's. I think like knowing the verbiage is important. And that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, you don't want to. You, you don't want to try to seem like. CPG with a big smile, like look, I like, <laughs> I like to pause. You go, this, you know, what's it like working for a CPG? Right, uh huh. CPG, I, I know what that means. <laughs> no, but again, it's it's being
1: it's being real. It's right. being like that's that's what it comes down to. Look, I'm, I'm hiring someone. There's there's all these things. The airport, like my big thing is, if I'm hiring someone, is it gonna make my life harder or easier? Is yeah. it gonna is it gonna take risks? that? I don't want to take or is he gonna be comfortable coming to me asking the questions like is he or she going to spend the time doing something like all of these things are just core life skills and yeah. that goes back to where we started the conversation like when you're a college student it's a great time to practice and understand and appreciate these skills you don't understand something go and figure it out if you still can't figure it out go to your professor's office hours and and don't say I can't figure this out tell me how to do it it's I couldn't figure out Here's how I tried to solve it. Here's where I'm getting stuck. Like that is an insanely valuable life skill.
0: Yeah. And when someone communicates to you in that way, you know the type of person they are and you don't think less of them, you you are impressed. Like I'm impressed when people tell me what they've tried uh, or what they've experienced, what they've read. LinkedIn. So I see LinkedIn as just it's it's almost like the matrix in some ways because you get to see the people that these individuals know and work with you get to see the places where they developed their careers you get to see how long it took to get there uh it was it was fa- it's fascinating and as a student when you go through this and i do this whenever i have calls with people because I, I i have cold calls i have new call like I talk to everyone. and when I talk to them and someone's running a foundation or it's someone who's running a gear up program or they're uh, or they're coordinator their school, I look and I see what school did they go to, right? Yeah, University of Alabama. Wow, they were just in the championship. you know that was interesting. Um, Michigan, you know wow they 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 did pretty well. I mean, so it's just but those little things, are interesting. And then when it comes but to but it talking, needs to be, but it needs
1: to be authentic. Again, back to the I can't tell you I get emails from people, hey Jeff, saw you were a grad of Indiana University. And it and there's no segue and it's from a it's a cold sales email. Like I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I literally you know, got one this
0: morning. But the authenticity, I think that there's this piece because I don't want to scare people, but I also want them to understand as a student. Yeah, if someone reaches out to me and they're like, "Hey, I saw you were a syndicated advice columnist, and um, I really want to be syndicated and learn about the publishing industry," you know, do you have a couple minutes to talk? I'll be like, "Damn, yeah, like yeah,
1: like that kid." No, but 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 there's also the non-obvious. I'm a student studying journalism. I saw you were a journalism major. I'm struggling to figure out, do I want to continue to pursue that? Or do I want to pursue a career in marketing or sales? Harlan, can I get your insights? Oh, good one. You are uniquely positioned to share that. Yeah. This is where, again, LinkedIn is insanely valuable. Just know who you're dealing with and think through. Okay, yeah. someone told me I should talk to Harlan. What is it that he can help me with that he's uniquely positioned to help me yeah. with? And I'm not talking
0: about, can you make an intro or get me a job, but a right. piece of advice. Right. You could smell it. You could smell when someone's genuine, genuinely curious and passionate and when their their motives are self-serving and advancement. Yeah. Okay. Can't you feel that sometimes? I mean, where I feel it. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason I talk to you is I'm self serving.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, in all, all seriousness, it, it's got to be authentic. And you know, within 30 seconds, you can tell from the email, you can tell from the first six seconds on the call. And again, None of us are expecting college students to be perfect. We understand you may be a bit uncomfortable. We understand that you might be trying, like, we get it. We were there. As old as you and I are, we still kind of sort of remember those days of making that first cold call to a
0: professional, but just real. I have it. I had a call right before this. I was talking to someone new we haven't haven't met before. And uh, man, it's great. I've had this week. I've had so many. I love it. I'm like, it's so, listen, I've been, I'm so excited to talk to people who have life experiences and I'm so curious and I'm fascinated. I mean, so you, let's get to, I want some actionable steps. I want people to leave here being like, yes, so I'm going to be curious. I'm going to talk to my professors. I'm going to go to my career center and I'm going to go to the career fair. Hey, when someone goes to a career fair and they're talking to people behind a desk or like a table, right? And it's like so, like convention-y and like you know, it's like walking. Don't, yeah, Right. Yeah. it's what, I was gonna, like it's
1: a little bit like almost like a stilted convers like it's artificial. I, I yes, continue. Right, you know, it's like
0: in career in college career college fairs are like this, and it's so unnatural. What are a few suggestions you can offer to some students who are walking into a career fair, and would like to engage and and explore some some companies or just what what do they do when they walk in so they can take something of value? Yeah. I, I think
1: you hit the keyword explore. So again, I, career fairs, I have mixed feelings about. They've unfortunately changed so much where you see the lines at the quote unquote hot company with students like literally lined up to just hand the resume and give a 15 second elevator pitch. Like if you're a freshman or something, don't even bother like not worth your time. It, it's a, just to stand on line to handle res- not worth it. The best thing, the the value of the career fairs in my mind is the opportunity to explore and get to talk to people. And I think, again, be real. Be open to different companies, companies you never heard of. There's massive, there's a company we work with called Xylem. It's a water technology company that's on the Fortune 500, one of the most exciting environmental tech companies in the world. Water, like, Anyone who's concerned about the environment or like it's amazing company, but a lot of college students haven't heard of it. You should, with you see Xylem at a career fair, like walk by, talk to them, learn about their business, ask questions and not the artificial, tell me about a typical day, but dig into stuff that you actually care about. People are there to talk. They want to learn. Don't just think I'm only going to go to the companies I've heard of before. I'm only like there to hand a resume.
0: What do you want to know that you can't find out from reading their website? Do you know for these career fairs, like if I went to um, like Purdue or you, I know Lori, you do a lot of work with Purdue and have a great relationship and they have a strong career center. If you were to, um, if they were saying there's a career fair coming up, did they give you a list of all the companies that are going to be there before you get there? Yeah, that list is usually um, usually public. Again, I always suggest
1: researching it. And have some idea if you have the time, but even if you don't, so again, it's certainly better if you have the time and you on the website and you know, these 10 are really inch, but even if you don't have the time, still go, still go up to, to again, Harlan at the company. And, and I'd love to learn more about what Dunder Mifflin does. Tell me, mm. like, love to hear more. And, and again, think about the things that you can ask Harlan beyond what you could find elsewhere, beyond what you could read on their website.
0: Right. You so, know, how did you, uh, you want? Huh? Mifflin's not real. What? You know, Dunner Mifflin's not real. <laughs>
1: no, I was just interviewed by some Michael guy <laughs> for like a sales role. Sorry, it's so looking to replace that. some Andy guy.
0: I'm sorry, I interrupted you to say a dumb joke. All right, please, what were you saying? I'm so it's so annoying. I would be annoyed if I was listening and had to hear me say that. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, hey, right. Clearly, you're. The Dr. Deflin grad program, <laughs> trading program. Um, what were you saying, man? I'm so do you remember sorry. the episode where he
1: taught the uh, the business class and he brought all the candy bars and threw them?
0: Uh, I don't remember that. I am I'm I'm, I'm a, an office fan. Oh my uh, God. Great y- you need to you need to Netflix it that's what some people think, right? But that's actually some people probably think like a corporate office is. But what were we? I didn't mean interrupt you. Or do you know what what you were saying before when I interrupted? I, you? I think again, just just go to the career fair and be open and
1: explore and, yep. and ask them again. Like, how did you decide? Like when you, I, I, how did you decide you wanted to work at Staples? Since I can't say Dunder Mifflin because you'll take us down there. How did no, you Dunder decide Mifflin, you want to work how did you decide you want to work at Staples? Oh, and and what was your major when you were school? What what helped you think?
0: I, I'm a philosophy major. And I'm really trying to figure out. How my skills translate so to those, questions, and, those are good questions. And I interrupted you, guy. I tried to interrupt, but those are good questions with some of the conversation. But some of those are like very, you know, they're like very uh predictable, like safe. Like, but people who are at those tables, they don't mind those questions. I, I think again, it depends. Not tell me about
1: a typical day, but in an authentic conversation, Arlen, great, great to meet you. Like I'm just, I'm really interested. I know you're a manufacturing company. I'm I'm kind of thinking about roles in strategy. How do you think about strategy within a manufacturing firm like yours? Or uh, I'm a philosophy major. I'm I'm just, I'm in the early process of exploring, but I'm just, I I, I thought you guys are doing some cool stuff based upon what you have on your website or based upon what you have here. Like, are you thinking about roles for philosophy? Like, again, it's a little bit but, but see where the conversation goes yeah, right? because
0: the people there want to talk to you. They want to get to know you. Right. And then if you have a great conversation with someone, is it helpful to follow up, to send a quick email?
1: Even if you don't have a great, con- you always follow up. Again, one of my mentors when I was in college, who's still a mentor of mine today, 20 something or 30 something years later, always talks about like, you've got to send that email and you can't do it a week from now. 24 hours, maybe 48. It doesn't need to be a book. It doesn't need to have an app. Just Arlen, it was really great meeting you at the so-and-so event. Uh, your insights on roles for philosophy majors at your company was just really helpful as I'm thinking through my career. I hope you don't mind. I, I might follow up with you if I have other questions in the future as I'm doing this career exploration. And again, what we're talking about is very, very specific for that freshman or sophomore. That's still early in the exploration. If you're a junior, if you're a senior, conversations are going to be a little bit more different. The career fair experience may be a little bit more different. Um,
0: Examples, what are some examples of that?
1: If you're a senior, again, hopefully you have a stronger point of view on what you want to do. Hopefully, you have a stronger point of view on why company ABC is the right fit for you. Again, I would kind of sort of argue the career fair then becomes less relevant. And hopefully, you're developing those relationships in other ways. But if not, again, the career fair is there. So right. I
0: am, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, you know, I I, 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 there's a third interruption in the past like five minutes. You know, I was looking at, I the, actually got four. Is four. Four. it four? I'll be fine. We'll give it a I'm happy you didn't pick one because I know you too well. So it's like you know, I, I want to get to. I I want to get to the. I want to get to the junior and the senior. I know we we don't have a ton of, of time left because we have a hard stop for this conversation. We could have more because if you have questions, if anyone listening has questions about internships, about careers, uh, Jeffrey is so knowledgeable and is in this space from so many different aspects. And uh, I, I really, I want to keep, I want to keep asking you questions, but for that, for that junior, who's like, all my friends have internships. I don't have one. I feel like I have no future. Uh, I mean, like, what do they do? Solve the
1: problem. Again, part of the, what I would, part of what I would do is, is again, start to focus on, well, what can I do to find that internship? There, there's these companies are dying to hire people. There are always open roles. You may not get that summer internship with Goldman Sachs or Google, but what about a small local business where you can go do an internship? What like there's
0: so yes. many yes, that's that is gold. The small business I, I think the small businesses in the community if you don't get an internship working in a small business, you get so many opportunities to do so many roles and you gain incredible experience, yeah. I mean, yeah, the local insurance company. Go
1: out, see if you can help them with data analysis or lead gen or or content creation. Like there's so many things. You can create your own internship. Have a, again, take ownership. It goes back to this concept of consumerism. You can, you can own your future. If you don't have an internship, again, and you want one between junior and senior year, that's on you. And I'm not trying to be rude about
0: it, you can like take ownership of it. Well, yes, I there's okay. a lot of people who interview and they they write to me and they're like, I've interviewed. I didn't get one. So I'm like thinking when they hear you say that, they're like, you know, dude, you don't get it because I've interviewed and I sent out 200 resumes to try and get an internship and, and it, it's on me. I've done everything. How is it on me? Well, part of what I would I
1: would ask is that, first of all, did you talk to your career center? Did you is your resume? strong have you practiced interviewing are like why is that not happening or is it not happening because you're only focusing on the companies at the metaphorical tip of the pyramid i only sent my resume to goldman sachs and google and microsoft like whoever well again that might be why you didn't get it like one tiny percentage of of college students get interviews at those companies What did you do? Did you reach out to the small local businesses? No. Did you reach out to companies that still have internships posted on the job boards? Did you not apply? No. Like, again, part of what we're trying to do is help students understand that, yes, I may want to be in technology. Doesn't mean you need to work at Google. The local manufacturing company probably has a ton of really interesting tech roles tied to data analysis or coding or whatever
0: and this is where and this is where i was really trying to direct things to as well by being so aggressive is that these students are so frustrated and the parents are frustrated yeah. and there's a sense of panic because i'm in for 80,000 i'm in for 150,000 i haven't gotten an internship i don't have a job prospect and this is where those skills of who is doing something you find interesting who are your parents friends who is someone you've known through the community Who's a professor? Who's somebody who's advertising in a paper? Like, Go and connect with these people and show genuine and, curiosity.
1: And my easy answer is, well, this is something you should have started doing freshman, sophomore year, but that doesn't help the junior senior who's looking. So again, we can't we can't rewind right. time. But now my question is, okay, so what can we learn from this? What can we course correct? So yes, you need to be open to a broader set of companies. Yes. You, and by the way, it's not to say you're going to work at a company like that forever. You're just, you're getting the skills, you're building your resume, or you might find that you actually prefer working in the manufacturing space or a smaller company or a local, like do that exploration.
0: Most, Why are you smirking that, me? Because I'm laughing because I was thinking most graduates are not going to work at companies they're familiar with. Like, like, like companies you've seen or known. So you're talking about the water Zion. Is that what it is? Xylem. Xylem, I even said it I'm so sorry, Xylem, because you know, I don't know. Sure Zyla, but like it sounds like it. And I'm s I am I want to you know, I'm curious to learn more. We're gonna grab some some lunch. And I, I I like I wanna know why you're so inspired by them. But but most of the companies that students work with are not probably companies they're familiar with. And I think that's also a takeaway. Well, and by the way, the companies they're familiar with have roles
1: they may not realize. Everyone knows Nike but am I thinking about working at Nike if I want to do technology? Well, Nike has amazing tech roles. Or I've heard of Northrop Grumman's, don't they make airplanes for the military? Yeah, but they have incredible roles tied to marine biology. I didn't know. Like That's part of what we're trying to do is drive, again, back to your original point about intellectual curiosity,
0: be curious and explore. Yeah. I think that, and that is the big takeaway, is to be curious and also I just want to add in to be patient because if you're not getting that internship or job when you graduate working at a business doing something around people who are doing something you find interesting where you could be curious and you could talk to them and build a meaningful connection now, a lot of people don't know what they're going to do and why they're doing it and even speaking back to the MBA you know you you went to you went right from from college to to did you go right from college? No, I worked for a while. Worked for a while. And then and then you went there. Well, I was trying to say the point of like going through the system. You went there for a reason and uh I don't know if it was curiosity or if it was because it would help you to be able to reach the next level. I, I'm not the right example with that, but I screwed up everything. Jeffrey, we had this whole resolution because we're getting to the end. I was was rapping. Oh, God. But that's the beauty also because you are a founder of of a very successful company. You also have worked in executive roles at leading educational uh, organizations. You you have a a really wonderful, fascinating career, and you've made changes and pivots because you could always change, and it's about learning and growing. That, that is it I mean that that's literally one of my my big lessons professionally is
1: every role I've had again not everything is sunshine and rainbows but I've learned and and there's tough days and and not and, and but as long as I was learning and growing it was awesome because that, that again back to that intellectual curiosity like going and doing the same like that would bore me but if I'm having the opportunity to grow and learn that's what gets me jazzed about going into work every day
0: yeah. Yeah, me too. What a life, man. It's fun to be interested and excited about something you do. It's all there's a heap, big, heap and pile of bullshit that goes along with, with it. And it's hard and grueling, but the reward of actually enjoying it, uh, and like I believe we could we could do things we enjoy and create value for other people and, and for ourselves. Great. So, That's right. So uh, right. thank you so much for having Parker me. Parker Dewey, Jeffrey Moss, he's here. I encourage all of you investigate micro internships visit the site. If you're an employer and you would like to uh, get some people to see what you do and learn uh, and, and get some great, great, unbelievable candidates to complete projects, I highly encourage you to get to become part of Parker Dewey. Anything we didn't include, Jeffrey? No. Thanks for helping me, Harlan. Yeah, man. Help me, Harlan. You there? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. We'll do it again. It's always a pleasure. I, I I really appreciate you. Thanks, man. Sounds good, my friend. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Thanks. All right.